Guten Tag. Guten Tag, Herr Pankert. Guten Tag, Herr Malhodra. Wie geht es dir heute? Uh, wie ge mir geht's gut. Mir geht's gut. Uh, the German lessons are paying off, huh? Uh, I need to get back to them. I need to get back. It's my goal. One more, one more batch before the year ends. I like it. But summer is back. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. I wouldn't say summer is back. I think summer is saying goodbye very nicely. Yeah, it's it like another it. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today is a beautiful day, as we discussed just before we started this. Uh, but the weekend looks a bit dodgy. But I don't care. My weekend will not be dampened by the Berlin <laughs> weather. Because there are some monumental events. The king is coming home. The homecoming. Yeah. Now there's only one king, and that's Cantona. But um, no, Ronaldo this weekend is going to be is going to be amazing. I can't can't let's wait. See, let's see if he's gonna gonna play. Yeah, I mean it's for sure he's gonna play. It's the question is whether he's gonna start or not. Um, so I mean we're just waiting for the press conferences, and accordingly my fantasy team will be adjusted. Let's see. Speaking about the fantasy team and. Uh, major things happening this weekend. The NFL season is kicking off tonight. New right. season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading. Yeah, I was reading a few articles about uh, different companies doing all sorts of types of promotions. Yeah, some uh, some fun stuff. Now, who's playing today? Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think I'm not trying to sure, but Dallas Cowboys maybe might be wrong there. Um, oh, we have a have a comment in the chat section already. Dawn, guten Morgen. <laughs> I like it. Um, and yeah, again, to you guys out there, all the millions who are watching us every week, uh, use the chat function. Uh, we try to keep an eye on it. And uh, if you have questions, if you have comments, we are checking it out. By the way, I meant to say, um, uh, tell you that I think this is one of my favorite times of the week. I always look forward to this. And um, it's always a fun half hour or something, just talking some sports tech and some nonsense as well. Yeah, I am excellent company, Ben. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off. Uh, we are going to start with Netflix. And they are launching a show for the PGA Tour. Actually, not a show, a docu-series. Um, yeah, do actually, we have never discussed this. Ben, do you play golf at all? Have you ever played? I don't know. I think you mentioned that before. Um, I'm hard to beat in mini golf. Ah, yeah. Um, now I remember. Betty would disagree with this, but um, yeah, I I played golf before, but I'm more like the Happy Gilmore style of golfer, if you remember that movie. Right, of course, Adam Sandler, legend. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, I'm not a golf much of a golfer, but I am a tour fan. Um, can't say that uh, I follow uh, every major, but yeah, Tiger Woods fan, followed his career a uh, fair bit and <laughs> keep myself up to date with the news, shall we say. Um, but more importantly, coming to this news, uh, Netflix has announced that they will do a PGA Tour docu-series. Now, this is the stakeholders are important. It's Vox Media, who are well known. They always produce great content. And Box to Box Films, who you will know from Drive to Survive. If anybody watching this hasn't watched Drive to Survive, I cannot recommend it more highly. Ben knows this very well. I'm a big fan of that show. Um, so, I mean, it really gets into behind the scenes. Um, of what happens on the F1 paddock. Lots of big F F1 news as well. Bottas went somewhere, Russell went somewhere. I'm jumping story, I'm getting too excited. So many, so much happening in sports. We're coming back to this. The guys behind Drive to Survive, along with Netflix and uh, Vox Media are the ones uh, behind it. Now, interestingly, none of them have commented 
on this news. So clearly, it's still very early. But uh, according to the story on golf.com, um, it'll follow a very similar format to Drive to Survive, um, which basically will be compelling um, a look at everybody from behind the scenes. And what I love about that format is that it's not focused on the results. It's almost secondary, the results, because everybody knows what happened. It's telling the stories of uh, the athletes, the teams, um, everything that, that goes behind the scenes and how they got there and what took them to that place. It, it's not a linear storytelling format. It jumps, it follows one person. I mean, by the way, I don't know if they'll use exactly the same stuff as Right to Survive, but it's going to make for compelling viewing that I can assure you. And I'm really looking forward to it. Imagine you can see Tiger Woods, Brian DeChambeau, and Rory McIlroy having a little chat and what, what they talk about. I mean, man, that would, that would be super interesting to watch, I think. Two out of the three that you just mentioned already published NFTs. Well, get to <laughs> NFT at some point. Um, uh, secondly, I am debating to, for the first time, watch uh, Drive to Survive this weekend uh, because I'm, I don't know what to watch on Netflix these days. I watched this fabulous new uh, show, uh, Clickbait. Um, that was good. Oh. I binge watched it last Sunday. So I need something for this weekend because I said the weather's not, uh, not going to be good in Berlin. So maybe I'll finally give it a try. And of course, I'll let you know. And thirdly, coming back to what you actually presented, um, I'm looking forward to this um, because when when doing the research for the show, so I mean, we, I, I constantly do my research. You prefer to, to do it on, on one day. But I came across one article that again highlighted um, how uh, how big the influence of Drive to Survive was on the viewership of Formula One in, in the US. Yeah, in and fact, uh, this article has some numbers at the bottom, yeah. And, and uh, I think one of the key points was that it just presented what the Formula One also is. A lot of fun, a lot of entertainment surrounding the actual race. And you, you get closer to the drivers. I mean, she, she, I think it was a, a female author. She, she also said that, of, of course, some women appreciate the, the good-looking drivers and all that. Um, that being one aspect. Something you, you would not have so much when you would just uh, watch the race, potentially. Um, and yeah, coming to where you actually started, I think this is a good opportunity for many of, of us and you guys out there uh, to get closer to the, the sport of golf uh, because I don't watch golf that much. I mean, I don't know, maybe an hour per year or something. But if you actually, let's say, grow attached to, to some of the, the characters, maybe you, you follow golf more closely or, or you view different players in a, in a different way. Um, yeah. Now we talk longer than we uh, expected on this topic, right? But it's it's an interesting one. It's not it's a good one, yeah. and it's not hardcore sports tech. It's just showing that with the help of of tech and streaming, a sports can can change. Absolutely. Yep. Looking forward to it. Alrighty. Uh, then we come to an interesting one, at least in my opinion. So. These are shoes, as you can see, and it's a collaboration. Let's start with that. It's a collaboration between Adidas, Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz, and I don't know, have you heard about the Bel Air Athletics brand, which apparently was launched by the prince of Bel Air, good old Will Smith. So they have launched this, um, this prep school collection. There are three different types of shoes. Um, you might want to think about the, uh, the design, what you want, but uh, the way they introduce it and present it and whatever might actually go with this is, is the interesting one. So they have a collaboration with a company called Genies, and we'll get to them in a second. Let me quickly show you a video, and then I'm going to comment on this. 
So this is obviously Donovan, Donovan uh, Mitchell is well from it and they are playing basketball. And of course he's making some good shots there. So this is a new way of presenting those shoes. So what have they done? They have created with the help of genies, let me quickly load that website, a fantasy version, a digital avatar of those two characters. And genies is, as they uh, advertise here, the fantasy version of you. So they turn yourself or some, some celebrities and stars into digital avatars. And that immediately brings us also as highlighted um, in their um, in their blog, actually, to the good old metaverse. So, I mean, you can talk a lot about the metaverse, but to make it short and simple, it's a digital world in which you can move around. So think about, I don't know, what Second Life was many, many years ago in, in modern and fancy, and now with lots more traction. And of course, at some point, that would also lead us to the topic of NFTs. And in their blog, I was scrolling through it a little bit, they also talk about wearable NFTs. So those shoes that you buy there, I mean, I think they're just shoes, shoes, and they use the, um, the digital avatar just to promote them in a, in a young and modern and fresh way. But ultimately we can expect, and this is uh, even more sports and tech then, that you can also wear those shoes if you buy them uh, physically, also digitally in the metaverse and show, show it off there. And, um, it has been the case of, I think, a Gucci bag earlier this year that was purchased for, the digital version was purchased for more uh, than the physical version would cost and all of that, right? So long story short, uh, digital avatars, digital worlds, and also um, um, items in there becoming more and more relevant are, and are supporting the physical sales. That's what I wanted to say about this. Uh, good one, Ben. Unfortunately, I have to jump off the story for a second. Naman Mehta uh, just pinged a link, in the message in the chat saying that apparently the live at LinkedIn is not working very well. Um, hmm. Well, we got a message from Dawn. I don't know, Dawn, if you're still there watching us, drop us a message. If you're not, then I don't know what we can do right now. Um, maybe we can do a quick check. I don't know. But just to, just to say that if anybody's there... Let me quickly check you comment on this and I'll try to be super quick and check it. Yeah, perfect. Good one, Ben. Um, yeah, so just to talk about this, it's a, again, Ben summarized it. It's the idea of, actually, this is more obviously in the fashion space. Um, Adidas working with a, a sports influencer, a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who has his own following and taking them into the digital world, the metaverse, which is, were a few moments away, it seems. Um, video is not visible. Okay, that's the issue. Thanks, Santosh. Thanks for the update. We'll try to solve it. Otherwise, you can always watch the uh, the episode on YouTube. I would recommend if you can hear us, then just shift to YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So I, I checked it on my LinkedIn. It works. So maybe it's just yours. I don't know. Um, or did we get a confirmation here? Video is not yeah. visible. Yeah, this is not somebody else said that it's not working. So, Santosh, I don't know what we can do live. I would recommend just pop over to YouTube. You should be able to catch the show there. Yeah, that's a good, that's what, good advice. That's what, Naman is, that's what Naman has done. All right, just, just to one, finish. Sorry. Just one thing. I just, um, yeah. Oh, no, you cannot see. I just I just started the caption that, uh, that says youtube.com slash hello sports tech. But just um, saying it out loud to you should help. 
go to youtube.com slash hellosportstech and you can see us in full beauty. Yeah, and you can see this little one. running image as well. Perfect. Thanks, Santosh. Uh, yeah, coming back to this story quickly. Yeah, it's, again, uh, fashion tech, um, meeting sports, meeting the digital metaverse. Uh, interesting collaboration. I expect lots, lots, lots more of these uh, to come. I think this is just, it's not even the start. We've seen stuff like this already happening, um, but plenty more. The one thing I found interesting was um, actually the actual look of the sneakers. They're... Uh, they're not subtle in any way. I mean, they're pride exactly what, what Will Smith wore on the Fresh Prince. They're big, bold, live colors, which uh, is super in. Uh, I can imagine uh, Ben kicking around in those shoes um, pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah, they're special, let's put it that way. <laughs> all right, uh, Don, you can hear and see us. So I guess maybe it's happening for some people and not for others. Okay, moving swiftly along, the next story we have, it comes from Belgium. We've actually got another sports tech innovation hub. Ben, these guys, it's falling from the sky. Like there's no tomorrow, there are so many, it's an explosion. Um, this is another one coming from beautiful Belgium. I have to say, I have not visited Belgium yet. I don't know how that's happened, uh, but I plan to go there soon. Um, maybe I'll go to Liège, which is where these guys are based. That being said, this is still a virtual uh, innovation hub. That is to clarify. So what is it about? It's The format is fairly simple. I'll get to the details in a second. But who is behind this for well, these two companies? Uh, more important is Wallifonia Music Tech. And these are guys who have been doing this format of uh, investing and accelerating startups in the world of entertainment for a while, music, sports, gaming, esports. These are their verticals that they focus on. Sports, this is the first time that they are, um, have, let's say, commissioned an actual accelerated program. These guys are really big in music tech. We've already had a chat with them, had a call with them earlier this week. Seems super interesting and a good team behind it. Uh, what is the program? I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, venturing, connecting, hosting, typical uh, accelerated stuff. Uh, their uh, focus, Ben, I think these are quite familiar names and terms, no? Yeah, I think I read that somewhere already. <laughs> I think I read that somewhere as well. Um, for those of you who they're not familiar too, uh, this is, of course, from our Sports Tech X framework. The Sports Tech Belgium guys were very complimentary. They openly say, yes, we took it from you guys. Uh, they could have given us a credit on their website, but, um, but no, I think more importantly, that's why we put out this content to be shared by the community. Uh, quick summary on the timeline. Yeah, this is the one you want to check out. It's a deadline for, to apply for startups by the end of this month. Uh, maybe also they should check the spelling of October. But end of uh, October is when they finish applications. Then they'll announce a selection of startups. And the program will run for two weeks, two months, sorry, virtually from November to January. And then there is a demo day at the end of it. Another country launching their own sports tech hub. Yeah, a couple of things. A, uh, I'm uh, happy that you did not read the entire website this time like you did last week. <laughs> so I appreciate that. And um, then, yeah, maybe zooming out quickly, just uh, mentioning again why, why we showcased this to you. Um, this is, of course, no specific sports tech product yet. And they also uh, probably will uh, support startups that are not even, um, let's say, available or produce products for the end consumer. But we try to stay up to date on things and also like to show you things 
before they actually reach, uh, I don't know, some online shop or before you can use them somewhere in a venue or whatever. So this is why we highlight them before they actually start. Uh, so that, I don't know, maybe you are from Belgium or from some of the neighbor countries like the Netherlands or, or Germany or France that um, you can, I don't know, check them out, talk to some people there. I don't know, maybe you even want to work in that field at some point or you already do. So this is why we showcase this to you. Didn't I say that? Beautifully, my friend. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate uh, honesty. <laughs> no, no, of course. Uh, uh, it's important. I think it's always good to promote these um, initiatives. Santosh asked a question. Yeah. Did, ben, uh, I guess I'll kind of have to take it, but maybe I'll ask you first. <laughs> Do you see any sports tech accelerators or funds specifically for cricket? Would you invest in a cricket focused fund, Ben? Um, as you keep um, promoting and showing the potential, immense potential to me, uh, I would of course say yes. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna mention the, the Dream Sports Fund in a minute. Um, yeah. I'm always a bit skeptical when an accelerator is focusing on just one sport or a fund, so I would not necessarily recommend it. But one that heavily features this uh, sport, yes, definitely. Now yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, ab absolutely. Santosh, first of all, what you're talking about specifically is not going to happen. It makes no sense, as Ben said, for any fund to focus on one sport. The goal of the fund is to maximize investments in sports in general. So it's very, very unlikely that a fund will come and say, hey, we want only cricket stuff, especially because fan based solutions, for example, they go across sports. And that's what a fund would be interested in. That being said, again, as Ben highlighted, there are a couple of funds uh, based out of India. Um, one is Dream Ventures, which is started by uh, Dream 11, the famous fantasy company. Um, and they have a fund which I know we've spoken to them a lot. They are open to all solutions, including for cricket. Uh, and there is another sports accelerator program launched by JSW Sports, um, which is again, these are the two big ones in India. Uh, I understand the question is, I'm assuming that you're from India, from your name and also the question about cricket. Um, so these are the two ones that you want to watch out for in India. Apart from that, cricket as a sport is played in very few countries. Uh, you have to be cognizant of that as well. It's only Australia, England and India, which are the big names. New Zealand is a small country, which is a big cricketing heritage. The rest of the cricketing nations, cricket is not doing so well. So the likelihood of, I mean, it's basically India that the entire cricket uh, economy uh, functions off primarily. South Africa a bit as well, all of that. So, I mean, scaling a fund is tricky, uh, but accelerated programs, there are a few good ones in India. I like that you guys um, bring in some questions today. Um, I think that that's some, some good value. So keep them coming. If they happen to be about NFTs, that would be okay for me as well. <laughs> really, Ben, because I have a feeling that you're going to tell us about NFTs now. Oh, really? Let, let me do that. Let's go. So. This is not so interesting, let's say, visually, but the message is interesting. The Atlantic broke the news that the NFL, first of all, says no cryptocurrency or NFT sponsorships. And the NFL also told all teams that they can't sell any NFTs for now. Boom. Why? What does that mean? First of all, don't worry. The NFL is heavily looking into NFTs. They just want to control things a little bit. That's why, that's why they said, hey, teams, we're working on something. We're looking into it. Before you launch any of that stuff, let's say rather uncoordinated, 
let us look into it and we let you know if if and when you can start so no worries the nfl knows that that things are happening in that field and i personally expect something to happen um within this season already like i said it's starting this weekend it seems like they're not ready yet with whatever solution they go for um i would assume that i think before the end of the season um let's say november december they would come around with with some with some solution there um that for one uh, on the one side and there is also good news that the nft sales for so rare and for nba top shot went up massively last month i just finished the the stats that we always publish on our niftysports.co website so finally after months where numbers went down there's an upswing already um personally i think it's it's uh, co uh, connected to the, the general upswing in the nft market with like all the big collections like the the 10,000 uh, item profile picture collections that we probably all have heard of by now. So um, the market is in upswing. Uh, NFL is looking into it. They just uh, forbid the, the teams to, to sell their own NFTs. One exception, though, they didn't say it explicitly, but the way they announced it um, means that athletes can still uh, publish NFTs. And we've seen a bunch of them from the NFL doing this. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Rob Pongowski starting uh, with it. Uh, Dak Prescott from from the Dallas Cowboys now launching something on Eternity and all that. So the athletes still can do something. Um, that being said, NFL, NFTs, which is yeah, a, a tricky to, to say, um, are looking into it. It has paused it, <laughs> runs laughing. But, oh no, that's not even what I wanted to show you. One sec. Um, we have more news from La Liga. Uh, I know that I think Euron talked about it in the week when I was not available here. They have signed with Depperlabs, and this week they have also signed with Sorare. So I personally think there is a tendency that um, if, if rights holders want to use highlight clips of videos, they go the Depperlabs way, and if they want to use player cards, they go the Sorare way. Uh, this seems to be the newest trend. I'm going to write about it tomorrow or latest Monday in our Nifty Sports newsletter. That is the latest in. Uh, leak NFTs. What do you say? Yeah, uh, lost to deconstruct there, but I think you summarized it uh, actually, I mean, really well in the newsletter, the Nifty Sports uh, newsletter that you guys should get on uh, if you aren't already, which is that, yeah, I mean, it is an announcement in lieu of a future announcement. It's like, hey guys, just hold on for now. There is plenty coming and we're taking charge because the NFT space. It really feels, especially in sports, feels like a wild, wild west where there is so much happening constantly from all ends um, that I think and, and it's fair for the NFL to take pause and say, hey, we're going to calm it down, not let everybody do whatever they want to and run it through the their own channel. Um, but Ben, you must have seen this question already. Faraz Abdi asks about any thoughts on DeFi sports. Um, I'm wondering if he's talking about the DeFi sports uh ICO or specifically about decentralized sports and blockchain? I wasn't clear on the question. Yeah, I'm, I'm also wondering um, uh, about this. Uh, so I would assume maybe DeFi sports in general, uh, but I think it, first of all, let let the sports world uh, figure out NFTs in general. I think we're, we're still not there. It takes uh, one or two more years and the general uh, space. Ah, it's the ICO. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> How can I say this uh, nicely? Um, I'm my initial honest reaction always is 
isn't that a cash grab? Like, does it really add value? But it's my personal opinion. Uh, I have not looked too deep into that topic. Um, but also, I mean, we can we can also get down the rabbit hole of um, of socios and and their fan tokens, which is, yeah, I mean, also in a, let's say blurry seg segment. So I personally, um, yeah, if you want to talk about this, happy to chat uh, to you after the show. It's it's an intense uh, topic. We can talk about this for very long. But I think it's a bit also a bit too complex for for this show here. Yeah, um, I think I'll just add one line on that, Ben, because we read a fantastic art article on, on the Athletic. I'm a huge fan. Uh, people who watch yeah. the show will know that uh, they did a really great piece, which I highly recommend that you read, talking about um, fan tokens in sports and how much it is for speculators, and is it yeah. really addressing fans? And what is what, is it driving engagement, or is it just being a bit of manipulation of currency and driving prices up and down and the fans are it's rather at the expense of fans not yeah. just giving fans a vote and all of that cool stuff which um the fan token is supposed to do um but that that's my first takeaway is that right now it's still too early it seems a very speculation based market rather than a fan engagement driven product yeah I, i've read that article as well and it's also interesting where socios has uh, positioned itself like from from a legal perspective, yeah. and I think they found that's a um, uh, an interesting area for themselves. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting topic uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, for now, I remain uh, skeptical. Um, just one thing: I've seen the comment from uh, uh, Zamin. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, was on. A, I jumped on a call with him. I think it was two weeks ago. Um, he's been following us. Had some amazing. Um, suggestions for us, which we're definitely going to include into the show. Uh, it just takes a little bit of time. <laughs> but uh, I, I showed it to Ron. He liked them as well. So big shout out there. Yeah, thanks for that, Zameen. And for everybody else, yeah, feel free to reach out. That's how we guys work. Yep. All right. Our top story for the day. And it comes from ESPN, hot from their press room. All right. I have to be honest. I had to read this article about two or three times to really understand what they plan to do. But primarily, the announcement is big. Um, ESPN, of course, one of the largest media companies in the sports world, launching an innovation center in conjunction with who? Accenture, Microsoft, and Verizon. Some really big names getting involved together. But what are they really getting involved to do is the question. And the answer is, shall we say, unclear. Uh, there is a lot of very high-level talk. Uh, the details of which I'm sure will follow in due course of time. Firstly, what is this innovation center? It is a virtual center. Uh, that's the first thing to clarify. It is also in collaboration with Disney uh, and uh, who are also involved. But what do ESPN want to do with each of the partners? Apparently, it's um, fairly clear. This article does a good job of summarizing what each collaboration is intended to do. Now, apparently, ESPN is going to work with Accenture on fan-related experiences. Uh, Accenture have some experience uh, work creating VR-based products for, I think it was Golden State Warriors and a couple of others. So basically, ESPN is going to partner with Accenture to create some highly entertaining fan engagement or fan experiences. That's that collaboration. Microsoft's partnership stakeholding in this uh, innovation center is to bring cloud-based solutions, innovation in cloud uh, to create well, better, more efficient delivery of content to its customers. So your streaming experience might be better, for example. And with Verizon, it's going to be around 5G. Uh, 5G inherently means that it is what you do 
either in or around the stadium um, or while you're on the go on your mobile phone. So creating interesting experiences over there. Um, this has already been rolled out in 70 cities in the US. So they have enough testing ground. So this is the idea of the innovation center or let's say the broad brief. Uh, if you go to the actual website of the innovation center, I mean, they announced the innovation center and that's it. Um, there's not much else, except that I have to say, doesn't he look a bit squint? I didn't notice that about um, Blake Griffin before. Um, but no, I mean, the, uh, the information is still very, let's say, preliminary and uh, vague, I think intentionally so. But it is another case of a big name combining with other big companies to say that, hey, we are doing something in the sports innovation space. We have seen stuff from Verizon. We've seen stuff from BT Sport. We've seen stuff from Sky. We've seen stuff from, uh, obviously, Microsoft themselves uh, have been doing uh, stuff in sports innovation for a while. So a lot of these companies are, even if they don't, from the looks of it, know exactly what they're doing, but they just want to put a marker and say, hey, we're doing something and we're going to create something. And I'm sure they have plans. I mean, there are smart people who've come out with uh, programs like this. So there will be some uh, meat uh, on this bone, I'm sure. But what exactly that is, is unclear. Uh, last comment, Ben, also wasn't clear that it didn't use the word startup anywhere. It wasn't an open innovation center. It just seems like this is very much a closed group. These guys are working amongst each other. I would have preferred or always good to see something which is a bit more collaborative and say, hey, guys, if you have some interesting ideas, come talk to us and we can maybe give you some resources. Um, but ESPN getting in the game. Yeah. Was there really not the, nowhere the word startup to be found? Somehow I thought I read it somewhere, but all right. I mean, I, I didn't see it in the press release and I didn't see it on the website. So yeah, so a couple, couple of comments on this. Um, First of all, this is clear. Ah, there we go. Um, yeah. yeah, it says that Verizon is works with startups again. It's not specific to this program. First of all, I mean, this is clearly a consumer-oriented initiative. So I mean, you, you mentioned it multiple times, but just want to highlight again. This is to make the experience for us who watch sports better, more interesting, more entertaining, whatever. Um, then what I also found interesting is that it comes only a few weeks after, I think after uh, was it was it NBC um, uh, introduced uh, introduced a sports tech division? I think there was a press release like two or three weeks ago. Um, so all the the big media companies start also to like you said flag that field um, uh, for themselves. And this is I think probably the, the the main message out of this. I personally think like this is probably the most important year for sports like in its history so far because it's clearly making its way into mass media, mass production, and all of this. I mean, you've seen it here and there and in the years before, and we had significant um, um, advancements for the viewer through technology. But now it seems for me it's like, like exploding, like things popping up everywhere. So um, for us as consumers, uh, we, we probably will wonder what does it mean for us. And I would assume that um, our viewing, the way of how we view sports will change significantly over the next five or 10 years. So think think back on how you watch sports five year, years ago and compare that to uh, how we watch sports in, in five years. Uh, I think there'll, there'll be a massive shift. Yeah, absolutely. NBC was the one that you mentioned. La Liga just made an announcement. Of, they've officially launched La Liga Tech, 
they announced their the person who's going to be leading that division. So big names all over the place, whether it's media companies, uh, broadcasters, uh, telecom providers, um, tech companies, leagues, federation, everybody's getting into the sports tech game. Good time to be in this space and a good time for you to be watching this show because that's what we do. We bring you all the hottest, coolest news from the world of sports tech to uh, well, wherever you watch it, your phone or your laptop. And funny enough, uh, I think this is our longest episode in, in a while. Yeah, I believe so. We had lots of comments and chats. We had a technical issue as well. Fun times. Yeah. Anything else before we well, close this show? No, that is it, Ben. As always, uh, Nifty Sports we mentioned. Go check out the newsletter for the latest in... Um, ben, why? Why? why are you playing with me? I, Nifty I, Sports. I, I, I exactly clicked it when you clicked it, so it disappeared, yeah. <laughs> okay, Nifty Sports, go check out that newsletter for uh, NFTs. Ben writes a great one there. Um, and some of you are already on YouTube, in case you haven't already, share it with your friends. Come to this channel also for our reviews. Uh, we've got some good ones. This week, actually, we're doing a really nice one of a running wearable, Arion, which I look forward to. Um, so lots of good content from us. We have a comment from uh, Sophia. Uh, thank you. Today was very interesting. Was that because you finally did not have to see us? <laughs> Actually, I hope, uh, Sophia, you could see us. And I look forward to seeing you in Ibiza. Ben, I, uh, I'm, going, I'm going to Ibiza. You're telling me now. I'm telling you now. Uh, just got the email. I just got the email from them yesterday. There's a, there's a sports tech conference in Ibiza where oh, I hope to see Sophia and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Is yeah. it really a conference or do you pretend that it is a conference? Man, there is a conference. That's all I know. That's the party line. Agua. Agua. <laughs> oh, Sophia could see us. Wonderful. Um, yeah, guys, um, enjoy Ibiza. Um, and um, yeah, when is it going to happen? Uh, it's the 20th and 21st of October. But uh, Sophia will ignore bed. Huh? We don't need too many people just hanging around. If it's like it's too crowded during the season. No, no, no. I think it's okay. We'll just. Yeah, hang someone out. has to actually work. <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly. All right. Enough right. for today. Um, have a good week, everyone. Uh, see you guys latest next week. Cheers. We're going to delete that comment, Sophia. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>